Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton from the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with amazing rising artists. And do we have a show for you today? Rhonda Vincent, anybody that knows her knows that she's going places, she's been places, and we look forward to hearing her story. So, Rhonda, are you here? I'm here. Hello there. Hey, how are you doing in this crazy world Um, right now? You know, we're in the best place we could possibly be. My husband and I uh, moved to the Lake of the Ozarks in September of Mm. last year, and we just count ourselves so blessed and very thankful that this is where we are. He's out fishing actually right now. He gets up every morning and just decides if he wants if he, if mm-hmm. is it is it warm enough? Is the wind died down enough? Because the water's been pretty rough the last two days. He hasn't been able to fish, but it is a beautiful sunshine day here, and he's out fishing, and I'm sitting here by the window looking at the lake. So very peaceful. Oh, wow. oh nice. You know, yes. We live in we live in Pooler slash Savannah, Georgia. And it's nice here. And we, we actually, as a family, we went out and played some disc golf today. We oh, did. Nice. We went to a park. And, oh wow! You know what? I think that's it. the great thing when it's nice like that. We can, you can get out and uh, and not really feel like you're isolated or or stuck in the house. Exactly. Yeah, I think yes. Yeah, I think that's where people are going wrong because if you say you're going to a park, oh, on Facebook they blast you for that. And I'm like, we are going to a park where there's nobody around you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no one's yeah. out here. Yeah, that's what we look at. We don't really see anyone. I don't even really see the neighbors. And uh, so that's, I think everyone is keeping, they're practicing the distancing, and I think it's good. Though so I have seen quite a mm-hmm. few boats out in the water, but I don't think that's going to oh, wow. hurt anybody. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, because that's you're isolating. You're, you're to yourself. Mm-hmm. True. So let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know we just already talked a little bit about that, but a little bit about yourself, some of the hobbies you like to do outside of music, kind of the fluff fluff. Well, hobbies are, my hobby is pretty much my work because I grew up in this <laughs> musical family. It was so, uh, the, the concentration was continuous music. So I oh, wow. am, and not necessarily singing or playing, like though I've, I uh, have my mandolin out and played a, mm-hmm. a little bit on that, reading the Bible, but more than, <laughs> more than anything, there are always projects. My mother gave me all of her, the stacks and stacks of photo albums that these are back mm-hmm. from, you know, her grandparents. And so, you know, that's going to be, this is a hobby of mine. I love photography, but organizing oh, wow. all of these photos and and, you know, she had my baby book where she kept all my teeth, which is kind of weird. The first piece of hair when they give me a haircut. So I'm I'm constantly have some sort of a project going. But usually it's related to music. Usually, um, you know, I have a, a tour bus. And, and we're very, you know, we're all in-house. It's like I don't have my husband mm-hmm. acts as my manager. He is my booking agent. Um so everything oh, wow. is pretty much in house besides Julia who um she's like mm. my executive assistant so she you know she helps out and she's in Sparta Tennessee but mm. I'm usually doing the DOTs for the bus the royalties for our record label <laughs> upper management music there's always something to do you know um yeah. but it, it, my hobby i guess yeah. has become being here with herb and being on the lake is <laughs> if i have a spare minute i'm going to go fishing with him if it's not too cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> And, and you know, I love a lot of the people that we've been interviewing who are married. I love that I'm, we're starting to see a lot of um, the husbands or the wives are part of the team behind the artists. I love that because 
How many years ago you didn't really see that? Probably most of the time, yeah. You you may or may not have seen that, I guess. Uh, You know, I mean, look at Loretta, uh, Loretta Lynn. There was probably Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of husband and wife. The problem is in the music industry, sadly, you know, it's so uh, fast paced. There are so many Mm -hmm. other people involved, and it seems Mm -hmm. like they ended up splitting. And you know, there's a new new love interest. I was reading that as far as actors and actresses, and it seems like they went from whatever their next leading lady was. You know, that, yeah. that's really sad, but, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. human nature. When you are put together, and, you know, it's avoiding that situation. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be exactly. around someone else where, you know what, I could right. fall in love with that person. And I think that's what actors and actresses, they are put into love scenes and they're put in these situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about that, and I'm so glad that, you know, my husband and I have been married 36 years. It'll be 37 oh, years wow. on Christmas Eve if we make oh, it through wow. this quarantine, this isolation period, yep. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I love what you're saying here because I think people, you know, because we're big into marriage stuff. We've been, you know, we've been married we 17 are. years. We're just like that. You know, I won't even have a cup of coffee with the opposite sex unless she's there because, again, you know, it's about having guardrails around your marriage. I know a lot of people don't believe think, in that. Yeah, and that, absolutely. And that, you know, like, I remember when um, when Blake was married to Miranda. I remember watching the voice. I told Sandy, um, I was like, they're going to get a divorce. But and this was before oh, anything. No. I mean, anything. I just knew. I, you, mm-hmm. you could see it. I mean, he he all of a you all of a sudden didn't see him talk about Miranda at all. He used to talk about her uh, on the show. All of a sudden, you didn't hear right. him, talk, him talk about her. And then it's like, why would he? And then this was another thing that kind of thought of too. That all of a sudden he has videos where he's, you know, co-starring in the videos with another country music artist. He's got one of the top female artists as a wife. Why would she not do that part? And it's so, well, and that's it, you. That's what you look at that and say. You have a beautiful situation. Why don't you protect that? I, I mean, we. I guess yeah. we can never know until we're in those shoes. But yes, I totally agree. I, I'm with you. <laughs> so you know, you know, it was their life, and but yeah, I kind of called that about a year before the announcement came. I told Sandy, I was like, you, you just see this again. You can see the signs if you look, but. You know, but a lot of people don't want to look at that because then they then they have to selfishly pull back, and they don't want to do right. That. Well, it's not easy. Marriage, you know what? It's it's. I've read things where they say, you know what? When people have they have a, an affair, well, that's the fun. That's the fun part of it. The the time at home is when you really have to work at it. You know what? This your mm, partner yes. is sick. Mm-hmm. Or your part, you've got to clean, and you've got to do the laundry, and you've got to do. This is the this is the actual work part, you know, in sickness and in health and and, and yep. whatever mm-hmm. you you pledge yourself to that person, and it's not easy. But I think you know these days everybody looks for that the easy out, yep. and it's not that way. Mm-hmm. You, you have to commit to that. You know, you you have given it a pledge to God, to and it's very important. And you know what's right. really cool about all this with the show that we do? We never know which direction our show is going to go. I have a basic <laughs> question. And I have a basic question that I almost use, but, but I keep it so broad that I can take it anywhere. And that's the goal of the show. Because so, I want the story. I, want the, I don't just want to hear about the music, even though we will. I want to hear about right. the person. Because you know, cause, cause you know, when we first started the Chris and Sandy show, 
which we just started this year. And our new country buzz has been around for a while. But this year, we just started the Chris and Sandy show, and I told Sandy, how are we going to be different? Because, you know, ever, there's so many people doing what we're doing. There's so many people that interview right. people, so many people doing this. You know, and, of course, us being married, that's one way we're being different. But I, I said, you know, we need a niche. What is our niche? And, and it finally hit me because I'm, I love stories. I've always loved stories. I like telling stories. I like hearing stories. I was like, you know what? I know our niche. We're going to allow the artists to, to be able to tell their stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So nobody else is doing right. that. Yeah. Well, I'm, up having and cook. I'm having to cook and I'm having to clean and do laundry. So let me get, you know what, this can be my, my counseling and I'll only vent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah. what's something, what's something quirky about you that you do that people would find either am- amusing? Oh, there's probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> everything. Uh, see, it's, it's normal to me. You need to ask someone else that, quirky. Uh, some, one of the, the main things, <laughs> air, the things that we, one thing I don't like is air blowing on me. I can't take by a vent, like the vent oh, wow. next to my chair here at home. I have completely uh-huh. blocked that up. And, and on the bus, I don't run my air conditioner my heater. If I absolutely, mm-hmm. normally it's the door's closed and it's just still. If I have to have uh-huh. something in air, it has to billow in. So I open my door and I use their heater because I can't take air blowing straight on me. That takes my voice away. And so it, oh, wow. it's also oh, wow. self-preservation too. But I, that's something yes. that a lot of people, Hunter Baring, when he joined my group, he's been in the group now 18 years. And he said, mm-hmm. I thought, oh my goodness, why would you care about the air blowing? And now he says, he's the same way. He stuffed his his uh his vent in his bunk. He stuffed it full of stuff so that it would not blow on him. So he goes, I totally understand now. And do you know what? I just learned mm-hmm. someone else is like that. And I talked to oh, I wow. got to sail with Ashley Campbell on the mm-hmm. uh, country family Larry's Country Diner cruise, and and they're sailing in December. So come join me then. Um, but she said that Glenn Campbell was like that. He did not want any huh. air blowing on him at all. So oh, I feel wow. better knowing that I'm not the only quirky person about that. But that's, well, that's well, one for of me, the, the things people think is quirky. For me, I don't mind air blowing on me, but I can't handle cold air blowing on me because I'll start. It's almost like I'm a, I, you know, there are some people that are actually allergic to cool air. I think I'm one. I've never been diagnosed with that, but I think I am one of them because if cool air goes on me, I will sneeze left and right. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how it's anybody weird... has air blowing on. You know, people have fans blowing on them at night. They can't sleep without a fan blowing on them. I would be out of business. I would not be able to sing. It dries oh, well. out my throat. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a, huh. there's a quirky, there's a quirky, whether that's quirky or not. <laughs> There's probably a lot more. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure, as, as they say. You know, my growing up, and this is just, I think, a habit, something that I got from my dad, mm-hmm. but he would yeah. never take, like, if you opened a package of bologna, mm-hmm. he would never eat the first piece of that comes out of the package gets thrown away. And the huh. same thing with the, a, a loaf of bread. He would mm-hmm. either keep the end there and reach inside and grab a different one, but we would never eat the first slice of anything now why that is i don't know you know and sometimes i guess it can be <laughs> dirty or whatever whatever's outside but when you open it up just you know i still have to, i had to make myself eat the first package of i got ham and cheese loaf the other day and i said okay mm-hmm. i almost threw that first one away and i said okay i think i'm okay to eat this 
you know, <laughs> that's that, pretty quick. That comes from my dad. <laughs> you know, there was there was a joke that that um, I remember about traditions of people, and and a, a wife would cut off her ends of her pork chops or whatever or steak it was, whatever it was. Me- meatloaf, I think asked, it was. Yeah, yeah, meatloaf. Yeah. And our and our yeah, meatloaf. Husband asked, um, "Why do you do that?" Because I don't know. My mom has always done that, and it all there you she go. came out with great, great, great meatloaf. Well, they went to her mom. Says, "Okay, why, why did you do, why did you do this?" And she goes, "I don't know. My mom always done it, and she made great meatloaf." So they finally there went to, to grandma. <laughs> um, <laughs> they finally went to grandma. Why did you, why did you always do this? Oh, my pants were too small. <laughs> oh, okay. See, there was a reason why. <laughs> started a tradition. <laughs> so I just it made me think of that little joke when you said that, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you that you do like that that you you have to trace back. Nowadays, I just thank my mother. She says, "Oh, oh man, I have this." I said, "And if something's bad, it's like, oh no, why do you have that?" You know I'm gonna have that. You know, just you can. And I always now that I find out something like that that my mom has or that my mom mm-hmm. does or whatever, I just go ahead and send a text to my girls and I say, "Listen, found out mom has this. I have it now. So good luck to you. This is this is this will be you in a few years, <laughs> probably." So, at what age did you know? You know what? This is what I want to do. Well, that's the thing. This was just what we did when I was five years old. <laughs> it was just like we had a TV. Sh- we had a TV show, a radio show, made our first recording and performing, mm. and it was so it was this on-the-job training, and that's what people say all the time. Oh, when did you when did you choose this, or when did you know you wanted <laughs> to do this? It's like I didn't really have a choice. It's like this is what we did. You played an instrument. You sang. You participated. You know, all of my <laughs> entire family did mm-hmm. that. So. It was just something that evolved, you know, eventually it evolved into a career for me. And, you know, it really wasn't – I've only had my own band maybe 20 years now. I mean, not the bulk of my life anyway, Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem like that long ago, but 20 years sounds like a long time now. But I – it wasn't until probably the last five or so that I finally – I said, oh, my goodness, this – this is what I'm doing. This is, it's just something that I'll just kept on, you know. And now I did five years. I was in country music. I did a couple of country music albums, and mm-hmm. then I ended up putting my first bluegrass band together. We did some festivals. It was finally the right place at the right time, you know. And I won my first yeah. uh, IBMA uh, Female Vocalist of the Year. The first of there were seven consecutive, and now I've won eight of those. Uh, oh, wow. We got a sponsorship with Martha White, signed with Rounder Records, with Keith Case. But you know, it was like mm-hmm. finally you were like everything's coming together is in the right place at the right time. But still, it was there. The I think the biggest fallacy of well, probably in life or whatever you're building your career is you mm-hmm. think the more I always thought the more successful that you are, the easier it would be. But <laughs> instead, it is quite the opposite. The more success you attain, the more responsibility that it attains, the yep. more music you produce, the greater the challenges. It's like, okay, um, now you've got what's going to be next. And now today, <laughs> it's such an instantaneous, you know, I, re- 
release a, a, a song and people are like, okay, when's your next song? It's like, wait a minute, I just released that. But we're, we're in an instantaneous society now to where it's like, okay, I've seen this. What are you going to do next? It's like, oh, my goodness. You know, and during yeah, this we're time in the microwave where we are generation. now, yes, we are. But in this time now, you know, I've been at, at a lot of peace. And and people are mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm frantic. What am I going to do? It's like, you know what? I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm so thrilled that I have my faith in God. God promises Amen. He will never, He will always take care of us. And so I have been at peace, oh, yes. even though I have my musicians who are like, you know, they're on salary. I'm still paying them, and mm-hmm. my husband's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we're gonna, at some point we're going to have to look at this and say, can we continue to pay them through this? But it's like. Yeah. You know what? Right. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to pay them until we come to a place where we say, okay, we'll do something else. But God yeah. has continued to provide. Mm-hmm. He has. Pre- we were prepared for something like this for you know, say mm-hmm. another month or two. And I'm just so thankful because we we had no idea this was before us. But God has yeah. all had already made right. this, made. He already knows the outcome. And and if you just put your faith in that. You know what? If if you don't don't stress about it. I love Aaron said um, worry the worry and the anxiety. It won't add one hour to, back to your life. So why do it? Yeah. And see that's like with us <clears throat> because we do we struggle financially and of course trying to run this radio show and all that and do all this. Um, we've struggled for years and I've always thought to God, okay, is there is our breakthrough ever coming? Cause you know, we feel like an artist now to be honest with you. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, is, mm-hmm. a, is our breakthrough ever coming? But you know, I, I was telling Sandy yesterday, I was like, you know, we actually have been blessed through our financial struggles. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, think about it right now. We're still living the way we normally live. Because we 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 didn't do much entertainment. I mean, we 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 did a lot of walks in the parks anyway. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've done things where we didn't cost much money. So we've been living for the long. I mean, we work from home. We homeschool little Chris. Um, mm-hmm. We um, we we just have we just do everything that everybody else has to do right now. We've right. we've yes. been doing that. So I'm like, God blessed us. He prepared us mentally for this moment because although yeah. we never really had a lot of money yet, one day that's going to change. But, but by us being in the position we've been in for the past few years, prepared us for this moment so that we don't have to change. I mean, our life has really not changed much, you know, because this is just, again, we, this is what we have done. We, we do things online. We like I said, we go walk to the park. We may walk at the mall, which kind of thought we can't do that soon. But again, just walk. We just you know we do day trips to places. And again, you know I think the biggest hurdle for us right now is we we go to church a couple times a week. So of course we're kind of missing that part of our life. Oh but, yes, you know <laughs> you know. Oh, but yes, for absolutely. the most part. For the most part, we're still living the way we always live because we ne- we never lived mm-hmm. what you know we never did a lot of stuff we but we made the best of our situation as always so we haven't been we haven't had to have this big crash like a lot of these people are starting to experience. Right. Yeah. It hasn't. If if you're living within your means and you're prepared for that, it's it's all good. 
I'm I'm doing yep. a uh, a Facebook live in the morning because we're going to miss church, and so I'm doing a Sunday morning sing along, which I think is is going to be oh, so awesome. fun getting to sing hymns oh, that awesome. I don't normally. We sing in church, but I don't usually sing, mm-hmm. so I'm picking out my favorites right now. There you go. So, what drives you to keep going? You've been doing this for many years. So, what what what's that internal thing that you're like? I just have to do this. I love it. I love the music. I love the people. It's the people that make the places special. That's the hardest part mm-hmm. right now. Is but mm-hmm. you know what? That's what I love about Facebook and all of these. On I love the internet. I've loved the internet from the minute that it started. That. I used to get so depressed in the wintertime. You know, we'd play summers, we'd play the festivals. In the mm-hmm. winter, we'd sit home. It mm-hmm. was cold. It was dark. We mm-hmm. were isolated in our houses. And even mm-hmm. though the Internet, it, it has a lot of a downside, the, but I love that we can stay in touch. And you you know, you don't have that the depression as much, or I don't think that you do, or not for yeah. me, because there's always yeah. someone to talk to and someone to inspire mm-hmm. you and then to say, hey, yikes. And I, I just, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when you look back on your career so far, what are some of the moments that you're like, and of course I know a few of them, but I want you to talk about them. Um, what are some of the moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? <laughs> That's easy because most recently I was, I had performed on the Grand Ole Opry, my 215th <laughs> time on the Grand Ole Opry, and Jeannie Seeley comes over after my song and says, how would you mm-hmm. like to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. My lifelong oh, awesome. dream that I was so shocked and surprised. I had been, I had come to terms <laughs> with, I would probably never be a member of the Opry. And oh, wow. so I was, I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. And so I would think that's what's one of the major things, you know, that I say, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe it. I've not only got to be on the Opry 215 times, but I'm going to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry. The induction uh, was canceled, you know, was postponed now. But they said, yeah. you know, as soon as they're back up and running, the, op- the Grand Ole Opry is running. You know, they're still broadcasting, especially on, the, on WSM and on the Circle TV network. And so it's mm-hmm. it's broadcasting without an audience. So that show is going yeah. on. They're making the most of it. But mm-hmm. I would say yeah. that is the major one that I go, wow, I cannot believe that not only did <laughs> I, you know, my dad would be so happy. He, you know, we listen to the Grand Ole Opry every, every time that, you know, every mm-hmm. day, every night he would turn on and we would listen to WSM. So this is something that I have, it's a lifelong thing, you know, that, <clears throat> wow, so, so, that's, so thrilled. That's really awesome. Now, here's where I always I like to flip the script a little bit, and here's where we do things a little different because, you know, most shows they talk about what we just talked about, a lot of that type of stuff. But I like to go deeper. <laughs> I like to go into the struggles, the sacrifices, because I think a lot of people miss this. Um, we and 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 this is to show you where I'm going. We interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls back in 2014 when they were full-time with in music. And one of the questions I asked her was, if you had any advice for an up-and-coming person, artist, what would, what would it be? And her answer blew my mind. She said, she goes, this is going to sound funny coming from someone who's full-time in this industry. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just be 
and just do music as a hobby. She goes, because once you go full time, the sacrifice your family has to make, the sacrifice you have to make, the sacrifices that your body has to make, the rejection you're going to get, the um, you have to, he says you might have a family member die today, and tonight you got to be on that stage with a mask as happy as can be. You can't. He says you got to wear so many masks once you go full time. She said, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way you'll ever make this thing work. And that's where I want to go with this. What are, what are some of the things – what do you think what she said, and what are some of the things, sacrifices, struggles that you've had to go through through the years? I mean, there's been struggle. The, the five years that I was on, um, pursuing country music, I think the number one thing is that you have dedication from everyone in the family. I see – I've seen both sides of this. I've seen mm-hmm. – um, I've seen families who had someone in the family who was very talented – and they had this opportunity to maybe go into the music business, but they might have had someone at home that was very selfish, and they said, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, I, this is what I want you to do, not what you want to do. So yeah. I, there's that side of it. There's also the other side of it that there are people who are very talented who could do this, you know, who could perform or be on the road, and they were so selfish that they forsook, they would forsake their own family just to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is that there's a balance, and there is a there yeah. is first of all, I think it comes down if you're single and you can do whatever you like, or if you are married, you first mm-hmm. of all have a obligation and a dedication to your family. You know the same thing yep. with your education. Always get a college get a college degree. You can do then you can do whatever you want. You can get a you can pursue a different career. You can go into music. But I see a lot of a lot of kids that I know have just recently quit college to, to go on the road. And it's like, get your college degree first. You may, like you say, there may be a time, maybe there's an accident or something, then you cannot, you can't perform anymore. And now you don't have your college degree. You have to, you need to get that. But um, I think mm-hmm. it comes down to a dedication. And, you know, there's always, I think there's that, there's a balance. And I think that's what we've tried to make work. I have mm-hmm. an incredible husband. I would not have been able to do this. If it would not was not for the husband that I have, not once yeah. has he ever said no. Don't pursue that. No, don't go do that. Um, mm-hmm. There were times when we were having to. We didn't have any money. We were buying groceries off of a credit card just to survive, you know. And mm-hmm. and he's he's went out and gotten three jobs to pay to feed our family. We were always willing to do whatever it took, you know. And he always said yeah. no. You're gonna as long as you, you take care of our kids and a household. And I will make a living. And, and so he, that one time, had three jobs. So we have been through those struggles. Um, we've also mm-hmm. been very blessed that our daughters, you know, they've gone through college. They have college mm-hmm. degrees. That's something he, you know, made sure that he did. Um, but I, coming, that, coming back to the, like the guardrails, your marriage is mm-hmm. first. And there's a priority yeah. list in which you get. My married, mm-hmm. I'm married now, so my marriage is first. I have children now. And mm. those children come first. Mm-hmm. So you find the balance, you know, and are you, my husband was willing to take care of my girls. He took, he's, he stayed home with the girls while I went out on the road. And, you know, we were building this, this uh, foundation for my career and for, you know, what I was doing long before I could really sustain us. But the, the great yeah. part is he could sustain us. 
with his work. Yeah. And I think that's you. You're mm-hmm. a team. Once you once you're married, you have kids. You're a team. So mm-hmm. your dreams. There's some things you might have a dream to do. If you you know what you can always perform though. You may not be traveling on the road, but if you love to sing and play. I mean, my dad, mm. we always went to the nursing home once a month. That was, a, <laughs> that was something he required. We, we always oh, performed wow. it. We always sang in church. We went to the nursing home locally. So whatever your level is, you can still get that joy from performing and share it with others. Yeah. So was there ever a moment, which I'm sure all artists have this moment, where you sit there and think, is this even worth it anymore? Where you're, you're at the edge of where – you have a fork, and you could go one way or stay with the music. Was there ever a moment, and tell us about that, to where you just felt like, you know, I'm just ready to give up? Uh, I think at the end of the – because I had performed with my family all up until mm-hmm. the time that I had this opportunity to go to, to record in Nashville. And th- there was five years that were like my musical college years. I worked with the best of the best. You would think, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in the – one mm-hmm. most wonderful, you know, situation, and then found myself that financially we were not in a, a good situation at all. And so that's mm-hmm. where I had to come to terms with, is this what, you know, I was at that crossroads. Is this what I'm going to do? Or is it time for me to go take a job doing something else? And mm-hmm. luckily, I mean, I literally just got together with some friends, Alan, Joey, and Earl. We sat in my living room. Mm-hmm. We started, we went and played a couple of festivals. And you know it's just mm. it's that path that God, you know, you gotta, you have to be so close to God and so aware of that that if He's trying to show you something, you know, that sometimes He has to, you know, hit us alongside the head and say, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget yeah. this, yeah. Music. this is a money pit for you. Your family is on the verge of being bankrupt, so you cannot do this anymore. And I mm-hmm. think that's where people have to be aware of that and go, what is best for my family? And it's like, you know what? If this is best for my family, I'm not going to do this anymore. What shall I do? So I came home. Uh, well, not that I was ever not home, but, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. recording there anymore. But it's not just you have to evaluate where you are and at what yeah. level. And what, are, what is the dedication of both of everyone, you know, to say, mm-hmm. that, yeah, there, there's definitely been those times when Herb and I first got married. You know, I was working with my family. We didn't, we didn't make a lot of money, you know, but it's mm-hmm. something that I got to go play on the weekends. Uh, raise our children, sure. take my mm-hmm. take my kids with me, you know, and he works. So, you know, we've been the conventional family, and then we've gone from that to, hey, sure. I'm gone 300 year, days out of the year, which is too many. We had to find a balance to where, hey, yeah. let's find a good balance from mm-hmm. being home and being on the road. So it's, it's fun. Okay. Every person has to find, no matter what kind of business that you're in, you have to find that balance between yep. your, your life, your people, and how you can balance the money. I mean, that, I think no one should graduate from high school without know how without knowing how to balance a checkbook. That's got to be the number the one thing. You need to know how to balance your checkbook and and your expenditures, uh, how to budget money. You, you know, I remember back when we we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, and for personal reasons, we end up. Um, shutting it down in 2015, but before we shut it down, we actually got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was, which we still think that's pretty oh. cool. Oh. Um, and, um, and, but we shut it down, and this is where the heart thing comes. I remember when we shut it down, a piece of me was gone. 
And I tried to push the music thing so, so far away that we even let go the domain New Country Buzz. I was like, you know what? If we're going to go, if we're not going to do this, we are really not going to do this. But every six oh, months, wow. every six months, I would go to GoDaddy and see up oh, New Country Buzz is still there. Six months later, New Country Buzz is still there. And in the 2018, I remember going to Sandy and say, you know what? We need to finish what we started. I was like, New Country Buzz has never been, never been bought. <laughs> we need to buy that again, do the website, and and do it again. And she goes, let's do this, you know, because she's she's a hardcore country music fan. She brainwashed me into being a hardcore country music fan. When we first married 17 years ago, I was one of these that was big in the, the audio tapes and all that, and, and I was brainwashed to believe that if you were in your car – and you were listening to music and not audio educational stuff. You didn't. You weren't serious about your business. So I was. I, I was okay with never listening to music again. She comes mm. in. That's all she wants to do is listen to music. Oh yes, it and I love music so much. <laughs> so it wasn't long. I realized, ooh, this is um, a problem. So we made it. We mm-hmm. made a compromise. We'll do 50% music, 50% audio. And now, again, we're way more music now than audio, but I, I still believe oh, yeah. I still, you know, still listen to a lot of podcasts for, on marriage and all that because that's part of our passion for God is, is a marriage ministry and stuff like that. Um, so we still listen to a lot of audio. But because of her, and she told me the stories about how music saved her life in high school when she was being bullied and stuff. Mm-hmm. I finally realized through the years that music is that powerful. I didn't realize how powerful music was, um, but now I know. And so, so it was so. So she brainwashed me so much in the music that I couldn't leave it. It was like, okay, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with myself? You know, I'm, we're not doing the new country buzz thing and all this. And then in the 2018, I was like, you know, we got, we have to do this. I'm like, I feel like a piece of me died. And I need that piece oh. back, that music. And and she's a, and again, like she, of course, she's a hardcore music person. Oh, let's do this. I'm behind you. Let's do this. And and then that led to the whole new country media that we're trying to build um, on several platform things now, and and which eventually led to the Chris and Sandy show, which we did. So our vision now is what because we're not, you know, I, there's a lot of people that do what we do, and they're like, I'm happy just doing this. It's a hobby. I'm not. We're, we're not doing this for a hobby. <laughs> you know, now, we're not making no money right now, but we're in this for the long haul. We're in, we're in this to be the Bobby Bones, to be the Ty Bentley show eventually one day. Um, so we're all in on this. In fact, we don't really have a plan B right now because we're all in. Uh, and um, I mean, we do side stuff to keep us afloat. We do rest, like restaurant delivery stuff, so it, it keeps us flexible. So that while we're building this brand, but yeah, she really pushed music on me, <laughs> so she rubbed off on me in that way. So, and I'm grateful for it because I don't know what I would do now without this, without this in my life. And that's why we're so. I, I feel the uh, same way. I have to do the same thing. I'd, I'd have to be. I'll be singing somewhere, whether it's 
down at the nursing home, at the local Opry, <laughs> or the Grand Ole Opry, I'm going to be singing, and it'll be somewhere. And this yes, perfect yes. time to lead into, um, we're going to take a small break. We're going to listen to your song, Like I Could, and we're going to come back and talk about that song. How's that? All right. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over. Are you a business owner who needs capital to grow your business or you're in a tight pinch? With our simple and fast process, we can get you the money you need in under a week. When banks can't help, we usually can. Go to obtainbusinesscapital.com. That's obtainbusinesscapital.com and get pre-approved today.